0: You're listening to,
1: whoa, hot luck, hot luck. Uh, hot hugging, killer queen loving, you with that bitch
2: look like cool best cousin. Black hugging, bitches like in danger.
1: Saber two tiger, I'm a motherfucking yellow ranger. Yeah, and I feel. Hey guys, welcome back to First of All, a real and unfiltered conversation on career, family, relationships, and all things modern culture. I'm your host, Minji Chang, and happy Asian Pacific American Heritage Month. If you're listening to this in May in the United States of America, it is Asian Pacific American Heritage Month. This is the month where we get to celebrate everyone in the Asian American umbrella. That's over 46 countries. And cultures and ethnicities and languages so many more languages probably Um, but yeah it's the time to celebrate that so if you are Asian American holler I love you from the bottom of my heart and you're beautiful unique and so fly and have so much to offer the world I hope you are proud of your heritage and where you come from if you're not Asian American we love you I love you too just uh, hope you can take a second to appreciate the different Asian Pacific Americans that have contributed to culture, to academia, to business, commerce, and just our everyday lives that make it so much richer with all the diverse backgrounds. So in light of Asian Pacific American Heritage Month, I wanted to have some Asian American co-hosts and guests on my show to talk about a lot. I mean, there's so many, basically a lot of my podcast is Asian American focused, but not on purpose, it ends up just being that way. But that perspective and that experience is not really represented very much in mainstream media, hence my entire career for the last 10 years of making sure that that diverse voice is heard. But I wanted to highlight some awesome guests and to share unique perspectives, either from entertainment or otherwise. And this episode, I'm so excited because I just got back from New York, hence the horse voice, because I was talking nonstop and networking and hosting events. Um, And I'm now in LA Asian Pacific Film Festival, Doing the same, so uh, but I'm tired but happy, and I got to record an episode with the host of the Six Ninety Nine per Pound podcast, which is a biweekly podcast where the host Joanne Park and Jakey Cho sit down with a lot of different leaders and industry professionals from a really wide variety of backgrounds to talk about everything from life hacking, you know, the human mind to dealing with anxiety and identity. They're just—they're so amazing, such unique voices, and I had the honor of sitting down with them at Great Big Story in Midtown in in Manhattan and record this episode. So we got to sit down to talk about the variations of Asian Americans, uh, East Coast, West Coast, but it kind of goes into just how not just Asian Americans, but how East Coast versus West Coast individuals differ, and the different styles, the different uh, sensibilities, and how that's awesome, how that can frustrate us. But all in all, we're just talking about people. We're talking about how we are different and how we're the same. So we had a really fun time. We go into a lot of other topics, of course, like food and music and all that. Um, But I hope that you enjoy this episode. And Shout out to Michael Stewart, who is the producer of 699 podcast, and to Julie Young, who's the creator of 699. You guys are the realists, and shout out to Marcus, who audio engineered this episode. It was so fun getting to meet you guys. I have so much joy collaborating with other podcasters, especially my Asian American brothers and sisters, because I learn so much from everybody that I meet, and I'm just so grateful for your guys' generosity and making this episode possible, because... Everybody's hustling. New York is absolutely crazy. That's why I love it so much. But we made it happen. So I hope that uh, you guys will give their their podcast a listen because it's amazing. It's highly entertaining. And you're about to see why in this episode. Um, yeah. And also, real quick, uh, shout out to my Patreon patrons. If you would like to support this podcast and become a patron, to keep the microphone on, to have more episodes, to talk about so many more topics uh, in the pipeline. I appreciate you so much. Please go to patreon.com slash first of all podcast. And yeah, you can follow me at Minjeezy. You can follow at first of all pod on Instagram. But without further ado, here is the episode, the first episode officially of Asian Pacific American Heritage Month. My sit down with $6.99 per pound, talking West Coast, East Coast, Asian Americans. Enjoy.
0: Julian out here taking starting. shots. Yeah,
2: we are already started. We're not. I'm not <laughs> taking shots. Maybe <laughs> shots of espresso. she's taking shots. <laughs> I
1: need that. Mm. I you. drink more than J.K. though. Let's let's be real. Yeah. I do. Word. Exactly. So tanks. <laughs> I can't. I can't hey. drink at all. Um, i Can't take- drink at all. I'm. I've diminished. Oh my god. I'm like. I could
2: you drink before?
1: No. I mean, I have my mom's. Alcohol genes, I guess. Oh. She like we make fun of her. You put a glass of wine and she like smells the vapor and she starts getting sparkly eyed. So, really? Like, okay. Oh, oh wow! God. I think I'm like
2: that. Yeah. Well, one LA term that I found didn't translate here is high tea, low tea. Uh huh. Like as I in mean... LA K town, it's like, oh, are you high tea? It's like high tall. That
1: sounds so Korean, Are you high <laughs> town <tea? laughs> <Woo-woo? laughs> Oh my God. Wow. What a good intro. It's very, yeah, the croquet town girl, L.A. kind of situation. See, I have a mixed perspective because I'm not from L.A., but I lived there for almost, like, I'm right about five years right now, and I've had my, like, view of L.A., Yeah. Being in the same state and just, like, looking down at L.A. and being there every year. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting. Are you? Wait, so you're from L.A., right? Yes, I'm from L.A. What part of L.A.? So
2: I grew up in, like, a suburb that was like twenty minutes, like east of LA. So it's you're in Arcadia. 60, 60, yeah. yeah. Right. So Arcadia is basically the Cupertino of the su- south mm-hmm. uh, of the s- Southern California region. Mm-hmm. I remember my roommate came to Arcadia, my hometown, like after in college summer, and she's like, "There's a place more Asian than Cupertino, and it was <laughs> my town, Arcadia. It's like seventy percent Taiwanese. A lot of boba. Lots of boba. Mm-hmm. Another. Okay, I'm just gonna go with the theme of the West Coast versus East Coast. Yeah. East Coast people call it bubble bubble. bubble tea bubble tea got it and la people call it boba and it's just like what is up
0: i mean i don't know shit i didn't make this up (laughs) like why you asking me man (laughs) I'm not a I'm, trademark loyal i be like, I don't
2: drink boba. Like,
0: like, Shout out to all the b- bubble tea spots bubble and flushing. Tea.
1: No, it's boba. like
0: basically killing each other. Oh my you know God. what I mean? Spending while real estate. PMT. Pearl
1: selling milk tea. Selling like pearl, yeah, pearl powder tea. tea
0: out here. You know, yeah, selling yeah. sugary drinks. Yeah. Asking me, yo, how much percentage you want for the sugar? I'm like, motherfucker, Really? <laughs> yeah <laughs> no sugar And it's, uh,
1: it's not even like accurate because no i've done that and i'm yeah. like hey i want like 10 because every time i say like 30 which i think is low
0: i don't even think they so have a scientific, like, scientific thing for it They just like it's like eyeball i was like it. All, right, all right okay <laughs> yeah, i think that's it's that's right little, around yeah, right yeah. around here you know i think that's 10 percent. and it like depends this.
1: on like the pearlista or the yeah. boba- whatever well, whatever wherever we're gonna call this yeah, barista yeah, it'll be boba yeah no boba pearl yeah man shout
0: out to all my mandarin speaking uh bubble tea spot employees that gets mad whenever I order in en- English. <laughs> you know what, I mean? what do like, they expect? Like, I don't know. They just assume that I'm like, why don't you speak Chinese? And I'm like, because uh, I'm you Korean. Give that. <laughs> but I do speak Chinese, but I'm just not going to speak it because yeah. I just Out want.
2: Principle. I just,
0: I just. I'm I refuse. A, a, yeah, I refuse. You know what I mean? <laughs> we in America.
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Holding it down. Yeah. Jakey, where are you when you grew up? East
0: Coast. Uh, yeah, Corner I mean, I, I was I was birthed. I was manifested in South Korea, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And then um, just came out you used my mom.
1: one of my favorite words that is like Burn. so, yeah, it's so LA. I'm like, yeah, you manifested great. that. I yeah, know. It, it
0: came yeah. out of my mom's wombs, you know. And then, um, you know, the young J.K. took a boat and went to Nanjing, China, you know, down the Yangtze River. Dang. I mean, I didn't take a boat. I mean, <laughs> I took a plane so and I transferred, to the, off the boat. To, I gonna transferred to the train. But uh, I lived in Nanjing, China for about 3 years and then um, one day my pops was like, "Yo, we going to New York for a vacation." That vacation ended up being 20 years.
1: Your entire the rest of your life.
0: Yeah, so um, and then you know, we we went somewhere under the 7 train in Queens. And then dad um, uh, pretty much was the genesis of uh, young J. Key's beginnings in New York City.
1: Very nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I'm like knocking over everything here. <laughs> it's getting crazy. Um, Wait, so y- how old were you when you got to New York then?
0: Uh, I was nine years old. Nine years I old. I was nine years old. How and much English did you know at that point? I didn't speak a word of English. And then I didn't even know the uh, American alphabet because Chinese people, they basically uh, Chinified. <laughs> China fight okay. the alphabet That's because word. they use pinyin to like mm-hmm. describe Chinese like the intonation of Chinese characters. Uh-huh. So like instead of ABCD they go a b c like basically they have like their own way of saying the English got alphabet. It, got it, got so it. I knew that but I didn't know ABCD. Mm-hmm. So like I learned ABC when I was like in the 4th grade. Mm. You How'd know? that go for you? Shit wasn't easy, you know. I, like, <laughs> I'll tell you this, though. That definitely um, allowed me to be confident as fuck in any setting because, like, you know, when I went to China, I didn't speak any Chinese. Mm-hmm. Three years later, I went to uh, an American school in Queens uh, where I didn't speak any English. Yeah. So, like, I kind of had to, like, Adaptability. Adjust. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Animal instinct, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah, survive. Fight or yeah.
1: fight. Kill mm-hmm. or be killed. You yeah, Pretty much, yeah, yeah, pretty much.
0: And then... um, yeah, that was pretty much, like, I think how I was able to uh, get around and figure out, maneuver my way, either, like, through just, like, brute mental force or, like, just being a little bit more cunning. Yeah. You know? Well, a everybody's got to figure
1: out their way to, like, to, to figure out their environment. I mean, that's crazy, to like... People talk about moving all the time and how much that shapes a person, which I think no matter what, for sure. But a China to Queens, Mm -hmm. like what a place to learn English, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: for sure. I'll I'll say this, man. I first learned, I think some of the first memories of me learning English was through watching Rush Hour. Yes. uh, The first one with Chris Tucker Mm -hmm. and then listening to a whole lot of Wu-Tang and Mobb Deep. Mm -hmm. So if anybody asks me, yo, why do you talk like that? Well, there's there's your answer.
1: <laughs> no, you know, this is yeah. actually reminding me of, and this is actually, you, you've you already preemptively answered one of my questions, which was, like, I was curious about what your guys' pop culture influences were. Because as a up. child, that's, like, when you're the most impressionable, everything, you're just sponging it all in, mm-hmm. right? And so it, it definitely shapes the way that you're going to, like, speak English or, like, speak any language. It's not even just the ABCs, but it's, like, your vernacular. What's your slang? What's your... What's the thing that you like associate yourself with? And then for me and a lot of my friends, it's always been just like what's on TV and what you listen to. Yeah, as a kid, Disney Channel. Yeah, so it's crazy that you talk about that because one of my—I'm uh, sure you guys know—Jimmy O Yang, mm-hmm. uh, the comedian actor, yeah. he talks about how when he came from Hong Kong and China. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Jimmy. <laughs> Where are you? I'm from? not remembering um, all your stats right yeah, now. Just don't get just post, don't get, we'll just don't get Taiwan post. and came, mainland confused. Yeah, yeah yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's not when he came from Asia. He was uh, it was BET. BET mm. was what right. taught him. English. Nah,
0: me too. Right, like, oh, I, I was. Um, I definitely saw a whole lot of uh, 106 in Park and Big Tigger in the basement. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was definitely a big part of my upbringing. But then again, like I think. Uh, I, I grew up in a part of, like, Queens where it wasn't Flushing. It mm-hmm. was, like, Jackson Heights, Elmhurst, Woodside, which is, like, they say it's arguably the most, like, ethnically diverse, concentrated area in the world. For real? Yeah, like, they say the most amount of different languages get spoken in that radius. Interesting. So, like. When I first came to America, I was assuming like Disney Channel shit like, you know, blonde girls, like swimming pools in the backyard, Mm -hmm. that type of situation. Mm Yeah. All my friends were like brown, Mm -hmm. you know, beige, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And the white friends were like Russians. Mm -hmm. So they all kind of spoke with accents Mm -hmm. and they all kind of had like, like an immigrant attitude, you know? So like, you know, my friends were like Mauricio Duran, who's a Colombian, like, uh, You know, like David Wexler, who's like half Jew, half Greek, <laughs> you know, like uh, Ahmed Iqbal, who's half Pakistani and half Irish, mm-hmm. like Todd Higgins, who's like a fourth generation black kid from North Carolina, you know, like wow. it was like um a John Normatov, a Baharian Jew, like whose parents keep owned. going. <laughs> yeah, it's like it mm-hmm. just like you see all the names are math, like ethnically diverse. It's yeah, not yeah, like a, yeah. a Michael Smith and shit, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, that was pretty much my upbringing you know mm-hmm. and we all grew up listening to hip hop like rap that was like yeah, the yeah that was the unifying. culture yeah unifying culture so therefore like this is the the way i am and the way i see things and all of that kind of yeah. had a huge influence mm-hmm. through my upbringing yeah. yeah, it was
1: really interesting when I first got to quote unquote meet you it was through a podcast it was through an audio introduction oh. for Collabcast when we were talking about funny in. yeah for okay. Jakey and Salima's film Bad Rap so when I heard Jakey for the first time I was like oh dang yeah. like, it's just like I see any Asian person's name mm-hmm. and then like in my mind like I grew up in California right? so I grew up in the Bay Area mainly and then in LA so in, in my mind my Asian American version of whoever male with this name does not sound the way that you sound mm-hmm. right. it's not that's an anomaly for me right but it was just anyway yeah that was like yeah, my yeah, first impression but, it but, was but like, like you
0: know th- the same argument i make about like my la homies right you mm-hmm. know like they sound like chicanos they have like a Chicano twang when they, they do s- yeah like they do it's like hey, hey fool what up fool like you know and it's not like they're putting up a front it was something that they grew up around right, right? Mm-hmm. like so yeah. even
1: K Town girls, so I like I've oh been. Oh my god! Uh, yeah. Oh my god! Like, but the way <laughs> their intonation and the way that yeah. they uh accent yeah. certain words, it sounds yeah Latina. Right. Like right. I was like, that's how like my roommate in college. She's she's from South Central LA. She's Mexican, and it sounded similar to yeah. like yeah K Town girls. Yeah. I was like, oh, and like you know K
0: Town there's like that Mexi uh, that that Latina twang with like a Konglish.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Intonation, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have
2: so many friends back in LA where like they sound like they came to America maybe third or fourth grade. Turns out they're like born here. And yeah. I'm like, wait, so your Korean sucks and your English <laughs> sounds like you're from Korea. Like what is happening? But yeah, you just grow up around that those accents. It's right. Inevitably, but, and if you yeah.
1: grew up in Arcadia then, so you yeah. grew up with like ma- like totally majority Asian. Asian, yeah. Yeah. So it was interesting because elementary years I was like,
2: jumping through different elementary schools. Um, and most of them were, like, Armenian. Like, I was in the Glendale area, mm. and then, quote-unquote, we glowed up and then moved to Arcadia. And um, it was all Taiwanese-American kids. And I think I, – I don't know if I shared this before, but I I think I had, like, a accent crisis of just um, – when I would go to church, I would have a certain accent. But then, you know, my favorite show – would be, you know, Hillary Duff to even Stevens to literally the Disney Channel. You're a Disney yeah. Channel child. Or, okay. You know, that's a raven. Oh, that explains everything. Like <laughs> that. So you're <laughs> listening to like catchphrases and I'm just like going through dif- different accents just because like, I, that's the only way I've heard that before. Mm-hmm. Like, that explains mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, cause then, cause then, <laughs> so then, that's blown. so Raven. That was the first time the way they say it. Stop tripping. You're you're tripping or something like that, right? Uh,
1: and I've never that's heard not that how before. Says
2: it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I never heard that thing before. But I would just say it like how Raven would say it because I've never heard uh, like anyone else say it like that. And they're like, "Why are you trying to sound like that?" And I was like, "That's the only way I know how to say it. Like you're tripping or something like uh, that." Yeah. Um. And then. And I noticed that I would, when ordering pizza, for example, or, like, talking to, you know, businesses or something, I would have to put on, like, my white accent or just be like, hi, this is Joanne. Yeah, and I exactly. I wanted to order a pepperoni pizza. And, and Why do you sound like you, you so have very three much. kids and you exactly. in Kansas? With a minivan. No, exactly. Yeah. And I remember having to do that because... Before they would be like, what, what? What did you say? If I would just kind of speak very comfortably and like my in your tone and in your tone. your slang or whatever
1: your intonation, yeah, so
2: I got self conscious. So in those situations, I would like overly mask it or something like mm. that. Have you watched the movie Sorry
1: to Bother You?
0: No, I, I yeah, really I, I love that. movie. It was so yeah, good. It was yeah. very good. I love, I love
1: it's exactly that. The, it was too. It was too real. I was <laughs> yeah. like, that is how I sound every time I get on the phone with customer service. Like yeah. I'm just. Hi, my name is – and then, like, I go by Minji now, Mm -hmm. but I grew up as Christine, and, like, there was, like, a double identity thing for me because church and family was Minji, and then school was Christine, and all my legal documents are Christine. Yeah. So I was just, like – I turn into Christine. Yeah. Like, Hi, my name's Christine. And yeah. like, did it? Yeah. I'm like,
2: whoa. And, and then. You're an I, actor, so you kind yeah. of. Yeah. That's natural to you in it's, terms of. And
1: I don't know if like that's good for that to be natural. Well, I mean, it's not good. It's I don't think there's good or bad, but it's just that's the human condition of this code switching. Like, totally. it's constantly like, playing a different the, thing. The, my mm.
0: issue with code switching, for the most part, is that an accent doesn't define politeness, mm-hmm. but we often associate. Uh, quote-unquote white accent with politeness. For real,
1: yeah. That's something I think just about. because
0: I talk this way, that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm being rude, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right? Because mm-hmm. when you're at a job interview, you're supposed to present yourself. The requirement isn't like, you got to talk white. Yeah. The requirement is how do you present yourself in a righteous way yeah. that the potential employer is going to like you. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I just I just kind of feel like, like, do we still need to do that? Yeah, because we could still talk the way we talk without, you know, because we're we're trying to please somebody else, we're trying to make them feel comfortable. It's not like I'm screaming at uh, screaming at the top of my lungs. Right. It's like yo 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 yo, let yeah, me get yeah, yeah. that. Like that's not what I'm saying. Like yeah. I, I'm talking everything grammatically correct, like yeah. presenting myself in a rightful way. Yeah. So
2: I know but, I think that's important. Yeah. I do wish the world was like that, but, you know, I have a lot of friends who, you know, even, like, a lot of my black girlfriends who say I have to straighten my hair before an interview. Do oh, you yeah. Know? Oh, oh no what? yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, and, you know, you want to well, the crazy even worse, you have to submit a photo if you even want to get an interview. Exactly. Right, that's true. Do you have the correct notes? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, like. Seriously. Yeah.
2: Oh, my god. How tall
0: are you? Yeah. yeah. And
2: that's such a weird society where you have to, like, show what you look like in order mm-hmm. to get the job um, but I think in terms of like these you know putting on a more polite yeah I think it is still associated with whiteness in a lot of companies which is really fucked up mm-hmm. but um, hopefully there are more companies I think creative industries maybe it's more fluid in
1: terms of for sure yeah I think yeah. a little bit but to be honest there's like the more I learn about the industry the more that I understand there's still like it's the same as any totally. other one and there's as little move progress you know Mm -hmm. there's progress in terms of sometimes it's just building a case for business financial success like if you don't become more inclusive your company will fail Mm. and that's that's all good and well if you're gonna but i feel like movement and progress move so much better if you actually care about inclusivity not for your bottom line but because you think that like yeah the things that we make should be speaking to more than just one audience that is not all of the audience that watches our stuff, you know? Yeah. Right. They sh- in my mind, they should, and that word is, like, so tough for me, like, you should care about it. I'm like, no, they they do or they don't. Mm-hmm. Right. So and what's I, the th- differentiating? I,
0: so I, but I feel like in a capitalistic system, mm-hmm. like, the sense of caring, mm-hmm. the end goal or the bottom line is money. Oh, yeah. So you only care if it's gonna profit for you. For sure. Right, so on that note, I feel like it is, you know, that that was the whole conversation behind like crazy rich agents why we were buying our theaters and shit right it's Mm -hmm. like oh this shit makes money so now you're gonna care about it right Mm -hmm. so i think there's like that's the catch-22 right it is 100 like like, make it profitable for people to care about you right and now that we finally made it profitable and have a a proven case right people are like okay Every fucking new sitcom, we're gonna have at least one Asian character now,
1: right? You know what I mean? And that's like working the system. And I completely, I'm on. Like, I've I had a lot of different thoughts because I actually. Got to work with Warner Brothers on the marketing or like how to do community outreach for mm-hmm. this film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so crazy I got to work, work with Tara Potts. Yeah, and team. She's I love so Tara. Amazing. Yeah, and Tara is like yeah. she's a realist. I I have so much respect for what she does yeah. and like the the business moves she has to make. I learned a lot just yeah. by mm-hmm. being around yeah. her and her team. She's multicultural the SVP team. Of, yeah, multi-cultural yeah,
2: multicultural marketing for
1: Warner Brothers. And Carlos, um like th- that team is really really dope. And then I got to like. In my work with collaboration, got to understand, like, what are the other departments at other studios and how are they similar? How are they different? And I've talked to people. I'm not going to name all the studios, but I've been in different rooms either for, like, collaboration on behalf of Asian-American representation, like, that conversation. Or as, like, an actor who's Mm -hmm. hustling and trying to, like, meet with some casting directors and, like, build a relationship. From whatever angle, like, I've seen it from so many different angles that it's very, I don't know. I don't know whether to feel, like, hopeful Or, like, feel like I'm being manipulative. Like, you know, I'm, like, trying to work the system to make people care about something that they don't care about but they should care about to be financially profitable. Right. For sure. But I want them to care genuinely. Like, if that's the way we got to do it, we got to buy out theaters and, like, kind of – not trick but, like, just do whatever we have to do. Get butts in the seats. But maybe that experience will make them – genuinely care because they watched a movie where they're like oh dude like yeah they mm -hmm. talk just like us they talk just like us and they have family problems just like us and like maybe that does create a genuine connection that's like i want to see more of this i want to learn more
0: right i want to watch more
1: documentaries like bad rap i want to like you know and so if that's the way like still it's not my ideal it's like you know if we had to like pay for you like someone paid for you to watch this and we're trying to make a statement in hollywood then so be it for now, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. up in the air.
0: I, I think it's a process. Yeah. Because, you know, the more you people you have that's behind the camera, the more decisions, because, like, think about it. Like, there's, like, fucking Chris Hemsworth films that are straight up basura. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just straight <laughs> trash. And then, like, I get, I'm like, how the fuck did this shit get greenlighted? You know what I'm saying? Like, there had to be watching. a lot of yeses to get that Yeah, like I was just thinking you. about this film. Um, I saw this Seth Rogen film, Observe and Report. I, now I bang with Seth Rogen. Mm-hmm. I like him. I like a lot of his films. That movie was fucking whack. You know what I mean? And I'm like, yo, this shit costed $20 million to make. You for real? Mm-hmm. You know what, mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah, like,
2: like one Asian movie, yeah, if it's like, whack, then you're I'll, like, oh, all Asian movies uh, yeah, are whack.
0: Yeah, cool, yeah. We so, can't move forward on but this. The thing bad thing is, investment. The, mm-hmm. the, the, the reason why I was able to be done it was because one they had a track record and two there was people behind the camera that was like okay like i like you so Mm -hmm. i'm gonna sign this off whether that's because they genuinely believe in their talent or they just feel like you look like me you probably had bar mitzvah just like me or (laughs) you probably had like a sweet 16 just like me Mm -hmm. or whatever Mm -hmm. like cultural relevance and i don't think there's anything wrong with that yeah you know there's a korean saying they say like uh uh Mm-hmm. It's basically your hand bends towards you. So, like, you're going to, like, gravitate towards something that you're familiar with. Yeah. yeah. So, I think it's not really a problem of, like, yo, like, that's unfair. Like, give equal chances. It's like, well, like, I'm going to put on for people who I feel like I could relate to. Right. That's just human nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's really a matter of, like, people like us, or whether it's in the black community, Muslim community... Latino community, they need more people like us, like, just behind the camera to make those decisions and write those checks. 100%. And I think that's kind of, like, the best way to go about it, you know? And
1: I mean, that's the movement right now. And that's just kind
0: of a stepping stone or, like, a a process that's going to take, you know? For sure.
1: I mean, the visibility factor is, like, when you see somebody that looks like you, there is something, an automatic connection of, like, oh, that is... I'm being seen or I see me.
2: Absolutely. And it creates,
1: it's like on the the Beyonce homecoming doc, Mm -hmm. but one of the quotes she uses is like, you can't be what you can't see. Right. And like, so that is so important, but like the way to be seen, if you understand how that whole machine works, is behind the camera. There's gotta be a lot of other yeses that lead to that person being in front of your face.
2: Absolutely. And I think like working at different companies and like working at, with different, you know, filmmakers and creatives, it's like, Diversity is trendy now, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of people who are not uh, diverse mm. trying to make diverse content. Yeah, and I think that is like a new kind of problem that we have of just kind of like, okay, like this stuff makes money and it's important, and they like look around the room and they're like, none of us are that. Oh well, like, and they're still going to like make something, right? And it, you see the Pepsi commercials, you know, like yeah. of like with Kendall Jenner, you see like a lot of tone deaf pieces of content. Right, and
1: I like, listened to that episode you guys did yeah. on with uh, Jason Kim, mm-hmm. who I knew, and I didn't I know he danced, know. danced for Boa. Like I learned that <laughs> from <laughs> your guys' <laughs> <laughs> podcast. But yeah, no, you're totally right. He about has a the...
0: lot of stuff that he wants to hide. <laughs> a lot, a lot <laughs> of stuff bad. in the closet.
1: Put in it all on blast. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like even down to a- advertising agencies. I mean, it's not just like a film or like a music album. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of other ways that like those touch points of representation, it percolates. It like comes out. Through that, like, yeah. who's in the room making that decision of what ads going to go? Like, mm-hmm. you know, you talk about coffee, and all of a sudden you have like eight thousand coffee ads on your phone because yeah. Siri's always listening. Oh, for sure. You know, there's somebody doing even that. Like, I come from Silicon Valley. There's that's my old world of like, all my friends are in there doing algorithms and like doing the SEO oh, stuff. Oh
0: shit. Because You're a big brother.
1: It is though. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, that's some
0: real big brother shit.
1: My best friend works for Twitter. She she handles the mobile advertising. Wow. So like the things I learned oh, from her shit. about how what that they even know works. About people, right? Yeah. Like what they mm-hmm. study about people and how like the things that we search or who, what kind of things we share via. I'm gonna register this with Facebook. Like you yeah. just gave them access to like oh, yeah. your
0: life, all
1: your, your life. life mm-hmm. What they will do to to advertise and like market to you. But like anyway like we went through like a crazy rabbit yeah. hole but in essence like i think the core of what all of us around this table with like our re- our respective podcasts and the the creative work that we're doing your great big story and like i'm trying to write some narrative stuff that hopefully speaks to people is authenticity right like yeah. i think that's something that's really really important to not have to assimilate to in order to be relevant in mm-hmm. order to be like seen yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. so like that's why i feel with, with a podcast like Understanding East Coast versus West Coast, yeah, I like understanding what's universal about the Asian-American experience. or just Because that's, again, closest to me. Yeah. But what's what's different about us? And mm-hmm. that's not like... We're not a monolith. You yeah. Know? yeah.
2: Like East Coast Asians like, are super different break from it West down. Coast Asians. Yeah. 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 Even down to bubble tea and boba. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, seriously. Like meeting Jakey, he's teaching me so many things. And just like things that he thinks are so obvious... And I'm just like, no, it's not. And like, I what? like ver- yeah, I want to know. Or something. Like How did what? you guys meet? Um,
0: she, on was the app. Just she was a fan just <laughs> she, she banged with Bad Rap no no then... no
2: I went oh well you know what's so funny it was for a collab so I w- had a brief stint with collab um, in New Thank York you. City yeah it's such an amazing organization and um, th- we I was part of like the editorial crew so we had to like write around something and one of the girls who worked there Olivia Vezas um, she was like hey I'm going to this screening it's about Asian Americans <coughs> and rap it was it, Bad Rap's first screening ever Mm-hmm. and she was like do you want to come oh this was
0: in hunter college yeah oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. okay gotcha. so
2: we went and um and it was to write around the thing and i was like okay cool this is like a cool movie and then i think our the thing that i personally feel about the new york asian american community is very small mm-hmm. versus la seems st- still pretty disparate mm-hmm. like um, and maybe it's, like, the ease of access, like, to transportation and stuff like that, where, like, oh, I want to go to the Tribeca Film Experience. Let us me just hop on a train. We're just like, oh, it's on the west side. No, it's not going to happen. There's not ga- going to be any parking. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I can't drink. Um, it's really unpredictable. But for here, it's, like, so accessible to network with people. and Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we met through the screening, and then we just kept bumping into each other. Um, my friend, Christina Choi, she's coming to the... I Yeah, Spotify. She works at Spotify. Shout out to Christina. She um, hosted a, a bad rap screening with the Black um, Spotify Affinity Group. Mm-hmm. And my friend, uh, Tolua Yeni, a lot of shout outs here. She was a president of that group. They were joint pr- uh, producing this event. And I went to that as well. And Julie Young our amazing mutual friend who founded this podcast as well kind of connected us together but yeah i just like learned so much from like jakey and chase friends and like you know julie's friends and everyone in this group it's just like such a different experience from like how i grew up and mm-hmm. the circumstances that i grew up in you know what
1: what is the dis? what is the huge difference so like you grew up in arcadia around a lot of asian people and yeah. then i'm curious like what led from that
2: yeah. Experience
1: so this experience and what felt so different about it.
2: Yeah. Well, I think just being in New York, you feel more like a minority being Asian. Mm-hmm. I think um and I think in that way you be- your identification with being a- Asian becomes stronger. And um just like the communities how tight knit they are and how everyone kind of knows each other in New York, I think Again, that was something that kind of lacked in LA. A lot of my friends in LA, um, they're just kind of realizing, like, oh, I'm not white, kind of <laughs> situation. You know, I love them so much and they're so awesome. But I- I'm kind of the social justice warrior now to them, of just like, you care so much about this stuff. And I'm like, maybe it doesn't affect you because you live in a suburb. Where everyone looks like you, or they're white, and you don't run into people who don't look like you all the time. Mm-hmm, you know, you go mm-hmm. to the same grocery store, you go to the same blah blah, and like maybe the one time you roll through the arts district through Skid Row, you know that's not a real representation of the melting pot for that sure. Is LA. Yeah, and um, it's the whereas- bubble. Exactly. Whereas in New York, you see rich Asians, you see poor Asians. You see, you know, like every type of um, people of every race. And you're bumping into a woman who has like a four-carat diamond ring on her hand in the subway next to a homeless person. Right. And you, you just can't ignore the things that affect us. For right? sure. Um, I think LA, it's really easy to um,
1: ignore. Oh, yeah. You yeah. can just stay where you are and never really bump into anybody. Like exactly. for, Like, it's... It's very convenient. And yeah, people look it's at like you
0: crazy if you walk around in LA. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like That's last true. time I was in LA, which was about what, like two months ago. Oh, actually it was for Jason's mm-hmm. wedding. No, shout out to Jason Young. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Yay! So I was there and then me and my girl, we stayed at the line, which we usually do. Um and we were just like, yo, let's just walk to this Korean restaurant, which is I think it was on Wilshire and no, it wasn't even on Wilshire, it was like on Third Street or mm-hmm. something. And then from the line to that, it's like a good 10 to 15, 20 minute walk. Mm-hmm. And I was walking down and I got like a few texts from my homies like, yo, why are you walking around K-Town? Like asking me like because <laughs> they saw the, you know, the way me and my girl dress like we don't dress like how typical like I guess you know K-town locals dress. Yeah. So they were just looking at us like who the fuck are these people? Oh shit, it's JK, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you know the whole concept. Nobody else I know
1: would be walking yeah, around town Yeah. 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 You know,
0: and if you walk around like you either you're either broke or like yeah, you're broke because you don't have a car, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like that's mm-hmm. kind of like the con like the the perception people mm-hmm. have out there. So that was one thing that was like a huge thing for me. Like how do you as a human being, you know, like how how can you live in a in a box all day you know what yeah. i mean yeah, like, yeah that for shit sure. is kind of like a huge like that, that kind of hit me hard like I, I don't know if i could live here because yeah. of that you know
2: it's real yeah and another random thing about fashion more there are more baggy clothes in new york in la everything is tight i think nah, did, yeah, edited, like, nah, I think it's, it's really because
0: like yeah. trends like because right now being more baggy it's kind of on trend mm-hmm, like, like 10 years ago mm-hmm. yeah 10 years ago you know Everybody was like super skinny, but also because I think trends, they tend to, um, you know, New York is like the the American fashion capital. So like there's a saying that L.A. girls dress to show their body, New York girls dress to show their dress. Mm. Yeah, you know, like, I love that. Yeah. And like, yeah, I know like, that's
1: coming from the West Coast, like that's one of the things that I loved about New York from the moment the first time I came out, which was when I was in my twenties. Yeah, but I was like, I felt so basic. <laughs> like, it was a very profound moment to be like, wow, I'm just one of these like sad, bad, like fashion, fast fashion, you know. Mm. trend wannabes like i felt that j crew mm. yeah <laughs> you know because yeah. and that's I'm, that's why i like traveling because as as embarrassing as that felt i was like that's a good i still remember that moment cuz i was like this is inspiring i didn't i felt kind of embarrassed but i was inspired like these people are all like themselves there's nothing yeah. kind of duplicated here mm-hmm. it's you piece together something that you feel is a representation of your true style i felt that more than i felt cuz The Bay is very comfort. It's very comfort-friendly. Right, right. There's a lot of just, like... Hoodies. Flip-flops. A lot of hoodies and, like, flip-flops definitely... Rainbows. (laughs) Yeah, rainbows and, like, just jeans. And, like, it's very comfortable. Like, Silicon Valley is a bunch of, like, T-shirt, graphic tees and whatever. But... And then L.A. is very, very trendy, trendy, trendy. Some of the... I don't even think looks good, but whatever. Trends. But New York, I felt very... It felt very more... Like authentic. It felt more real. Because mm-hmm. I was like, that. they're not doing that because they saw somebody else and duplicated that. It's like they saw something, they're like, oh, that might look cool, but let me do it this way and piece it together, thought about it. Because we have and to take out. the train
0: to go to work. Yeah. So it's like in LA, you take the car. So even if you were in your pajamas, yo, like your fit is not going to be ruined. <laughs> like your fit is going to stay crispy for like four days. Yeah. <laughs> like I remember I didn't have to change my boxes for like three days and it was still fresh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Unnecessary. Whereas like, whereas like in New York like yo, like in the summertime, <laughs> as soon as I step out, oh my fault bro. As soon as I step out of the crib, like my shirt's gonna be sweaty. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I gotta make sure my fit is right and it's mm-hmm. like you running down a runway every day. Yeah. <laughs> you never know who you are gonna bump into. You might bump True. into your ex, your enemy, <laughs> yes. your co-worker, your employer, mm-hmm. whoever. Mm-hmm. So you gotta look righteous at all times in New York. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't and then shit you know that. like yeah, that's cause you walk everywhere. Somebody might look at you. I was like, yo, look at Jake man looking all bummy and shit. <laughs> nah, that can't go on my record.
1: Oh, right. You know? So, <laughs> you will not be having you that. Nah, not
0: hell nah. Yeah. So you always gotta look righteous.
1: I need to look at from all that. times. This yeah. is me being like the freelancer working from home. I don't like to be honest, that's something I've been thinking about. I was like, Oh, I'm going to New York. This is gonna change me again. Cause every time I come here, I yeah. come back with a renewed I feel like I come to New York and get plugged into like some electrical outlet mm. where I'm like The things that make me kind of too relaxed and lazy in in LA. Mm -hmm. Not that I'm I'm not a lazy person, but it's just a different energy. Like whenever
0: I'm in LA, like I'm like, yo, this shit is like groundhogs day, yo. (laughs) Like I wake up in the morning, oh shit, it's sunny again. (laughs) Oh, was it sunny yesterday? (laughs) I I just (laughs) came back
2: from like a retreat and it felt like a retreat to me. I was just going home to, like, the suburb. Woke up. Like, the birds are chirping. There's no, like, fire trucks, like, outside my door. nor construction. Yeah, that's because
0: you live in Manhattan, though. Like, yeah. you, you hear birds chirping even yeah. in Brooklyn. You know, like. mean, yeah.
2: But then, you know, yeah. Because I live in Manhattan right now. And I walk out. And the first thing I see is a pile of trash. and, and um, On, the, on uh, the corner. Yeah, on the, on the corner. And I, as I am going to work, I'm already stressed because I am dodging cars. I am hearing construction that is so loud. And these noises are designed to make you on edge, mm-hmm. to design to make you like tense up. And being constantly around that. One thing I did develop in New York, I love New York so much and we gave it a lot of praises, but like, I've completely become anxious here. Mm. I've never had that experience in LA. Mm. Um, you Because know, LA is all about Um, yeah being relaxed and it it doesn't look down on um, self care you know if people have to leave at like 5.30 to avoid traffic Mm -hmm. no one is like "Uh, wow you're lazy it's Mm -hmm. kind of like yeah no go ahead like Mm -hmm. we don't want to go to traffic either yeah and it's like but
0: then and then because everybody leaves at 5 y'all end up in traffic anyway
2: (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. exactly
0: so everybody's trying to like okay we're gonna leave at (laughs) 3 and then you're like motherfucker you just got to work at 10 like you just had lunch Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah.
2: No, but it's like I I do appreciate in LA now that I'm in my late 20s that like leisure isn't looked down upon. Yeah, in self care, you know, it does get a little like
1: too hippie and too woo woo.
2: Like the crystals, I I do have one, but I'm not totally into it.
1: Kind of looking into it. (laughs) Kind of
2: looking into it a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think that part I do appreciate in Mm -hmm. that. E- people don't look down on you for being like, you know, I'm just gonna take a self care day. Yeah. It's like, oh, you didn't check out that cool new restaurant, you didn't go to that party, you don't have like, you know, three things that you have to go to. I think there's less pressure of that
1: in L. A. For sure. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing with New York. The, the thing I've noticed about East Coast versus West is like the the perception of time. Yeah. Exactly what you said about Groundhog's mm-hmm. <laughs> Day. I was like, that is exactly it. Yeah. You have it's it's a different mentality. And then, like, man, I love the weather. I'm a pansy. If it's under 70 degrees, oh yeah, I'm dying. <laughs> like, Cardigan. I'm like- <laughs> Mm -hmm. And everyone's like aren't you from San Francisco like I left a long time ago and I have adapted but Mm -hmm. it's kind of like you get into this routine and these expectations of how things ought to be and so you don't know how to operate outside of that. And I think there's something really important about having four seasons because you got to know that time is passing and time is moving and like if you don't move that's the that's a downfall of like having this too relaxed version of, mm-hmm. of life you put things off you put things mm-hmm. off and there's like a different the hustle is still very real in in la but it's very different it's mm-hmm. very this, very like, different
0: and if i'm trying to like set up a lunch in la motherfuckers would tell me like yeah, yeah i'll let you know mm-hmm. in new york it's like i right, when tuesday <laughs> cool 2 p.m over here google yeah. calendar bong bong we good yeah. you know but that's
1: like, how i
2: are three yelp options you know what <laughs> i mean and then yeah. like
0: in la it's just like yeah 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 i'll let you know like and then the day comes, it's like, yo, what's good? It's like, yeah, let's like, like meet around this time. Like, what <laughs> the, f- the fuck does that mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, Give me a time you know, and location. Like, give me a time and location. What's good, you yeah, know? And yeah. I, I had that experience multiple times in L.A. And, like, I, I kind of don't blame the people either, though. Because I noticed, like, traffic is unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like... Yeah, like, it's just the, the mentality over there. Like, you go outside, there's a breeze. <laughs> there's no, like, sweat. Some seagulls. You know, and, and like... then, like, it's like girls are pretty and half naked. You know what I mean? You're mm-hmm. just, like, mm. weed is good. You know, <laughs> like, it's just, like, everything is just, like, kosher. Everything mm-hmm. is just kosher, so... Yeah, that's one thing that I was like, yo, I don't know if I could live out here. Yeah. Whenever I go there, I feel relaxed. The food is great. Well, I, always, I think
1: that's probably the contrast to like the lifestyle that you live here, because I think that for for real, what I've been understanding, having more conversations, I got to meet your guys' producer Michael. Yeah. sitting right here. Shout um, out at at Empower. You know, we put together this conference because we're like, hey, we need to be around other like minded people who want to do great things, but yes. we need to help each other move. Mm. Like that was literally the whole Forward. point. I was like, if we're gonna just have all these dreams and these grand visions and just sit around talking about them or dreaming about them never doing something putting pen to paper setting up a meeting like talking to that person you need to talk to nothing's gonna move totally so that was like the idea behind that but the anxiety is still very very real Mm -hmm. like i've been able to talk to so many different Asian-Americans, and that's become my bubble, which I'm trying to burst out of, mm. that I've been able to do with You're acting. there like
0: too many acronyms with A right <laughs> now.
1: AA, whatever, like yeah, yeah, yeah. API, whatever. And um, But in that being so intensely focused, I feel like I got to learn about it from every freaking angle, angle. Mm-hmm. and from every profession too because being the producer and organizer to being the actor who's like bottom of the totem pole, like trying to just get in every uh-huh. room I can and like understand the industry from totally bottom up very different different perspectives yeah but the anxiety is so real no matter where you go and I think it's that hyper comparative just culture that is everywhere now it doesn't matter what geographic location is a constant comparison. And that was the, the uh, metaphor that I was saying. I spent six weeks in New York because I was like, I want to feel what it's like mm. to be a New Yorker. Yeah. And I decided uh, three years ago to just spend six weeks here. Mm-hmm. So I, like, thank you to my cousin. She decided to move to L.A. I was like, yo, you're going to take my spot. And I'm going to, bye. Yeah, bye. <laughs> so she mm-hmm. took over my rent for a month. And, like, she was getting situated. And I was out in New York. And I just noticed, like, New York is, like, you're going where you're going. You're going to A to B don't slow me down. Mm -hmm. If you can maybe go faster with more money, cool, let's talk. But if not, get out of my way. Mm -hmm. Like it's a very focused, directional movement. Mm -hmm. And and LA, it's like, oh, like what are you doing though? Like what are you wearing? Who invited you? Why didn't they invite me? And Mm -hmm. like it's so like outside focused. Mm -hmm. That's very scattered. Yeah. So I was just like, they always know
2: someone who knows someone. Right. Yeah.
1: And there's utility in both. It's good to be focused and very like, I'm going to execute. Yeah. That's great. It's amazing. I look up to that. But then the other side of it is where, like, you're not taking a second to, like, look around and see, who can I collaborate with? Or, like, who is my competition? That's useful information, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, how are they doing things? And how can I then better myself? But I feel like too much of either is, like, it's insanity. Yeah, for sure. But LA is definitely a, a comparison nation. Heavy, mm-hmm. heavy, oh
0: my God. heavy area, yeah. would you say? Because I think off bat, right? you're judged by your car. Yeah. You know what I mean? You like, was, uh, yeah, you, you pull up and you're like, oh shit, that's a busted Honda Civic. That's like, my
1: car. You know oh know my, yeah, I feel attacked. So it's me. like,
0: you see what I'm saying? Like, automatically you're judged because yeah. in yeah. New York, like, you could be wearing like a $10,000 fit mm-hmm. and have like $20,000 in the bank that's in debt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and mm-hmm. you wouldn't know. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. Like, because a, a, a Wall Street banker is riding the subway with like, a kid who's on, like, uh, Medicaid. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't know. Whereas in L.A., like, you're pulling up and, like, a beamer, oh, it's like, oh, you must be doing okay for yourself. You know, like, there's an automatic assumption that just presented with, like, Whatever, like car you drive and shit. For sure, yeah. You know, I
1: mean, I feel that all the time. And my dad, who's like, you know, my parents in the Bay Area, but they're they're giving me grief about my car. About like, you need a if you're you're a producer now, you're writing and you're acting, yeah. you know, you gotta present yourself right. Right. And he just looks and shakes his head at my car, and mm-hmm. he's just like, you need to replace the Civic like yeah.
0: immediately. You're a grown woman. Where, now. Whereas in New York, like if you have a car, like yo, what? You have a car. <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a game And, like, changer. a lot of my homies who are actually really well off, like, in my age range, like, they're like, I don't need to drive. I get driven.
1: Yeah. You know what I
0: mean? like Like, Uber every day. And you know? I'm like, I can't afford Uber every day, man. You know what I mean? So, yeah. it's like, that's, like, an interesting dynamic on mm-hmm. that as For well. For
1: sure. And I think just even transportation. Technology is definitely changing the way that we interpret wealth or, like, the way we interpret convenience. Because there's, like, people, like, who want to go to Whole Foods in the har- farmer's market because they want to be, like, organic and they want to know which pharma came from and i have a lot of respect for that but then there's other people like look at that life being like no i'm gonna have an instacart deliver it to my door and i don't even need to move right Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's that's just kind of the broader society of how we're changing and then we're leaving out i mean we're talking about the coast right now we're leaving out the entire middle part of that where we're talking about problems and and lifestyles that don't even apply to a huge huge population of americans and asian americans that I got to meet through collaboration that I'm like my brain exploded. Just yeah. being in Texas yeah. for extended periods of time. Oh my
2: gosh. And then yeah.
1: like being in Atlanta and then being in Detroit, mm-hmm. like so different. Yeah. right. America. Um did you guys ever like get to travel to that part of the country or like yeah, have you guys like, spent any time there?
0: Well it's kinda yeah, actually no. I actually never really interacted with that many uh Midwest where Southern Asian American cats. I yeah, love yeah it. but like I would say it is like you're definitely a, a product of your environment because, mm-hmm. like, some of the dudes that I met from ATL, like, they literally, like, how a stereotypical ATL, like, the type of drugs they're using, like, to the way they dress, the way they talk.
2: The music that they listen
0: to. The music that they listen, the to. That they listen mm-hmm. to. Like, it's kind of like a reflection of their environment. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with, like, girls that I met from Texas. Like, they grew up listening a certain type of music, so they dance a certain type of way um so yeah i was like wow like it's it's really like a uh, so like you said it's not a monolith Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like because just like how a a black person from texas uh dallas texas it's probably gonna have very different uh traits about them like compared to a black person from brooklyn Mm -hmm. you know it's like yeah like an asian guy from flushing queens is gonna be very different from like a uh, guy uh, like an asian girl from Dallas, Texas, you know For what sure. I'm mean? saying? So it's just like I I think that's 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 100%. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Honestly, the first person who I met that had that experience was like Fumi. Um so there's a podcast called Asian not Asian and we did like a collaboration podcast with them. Um two hosts are Fumi Abe and Mike Nguyen. They're 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 very different energies as well. But Fumi grew up in the Midwest, kind of, and was like, I was literally the only Asian person. Not just, like, the only Japanese person, but the only Asian person in the whole school, and like, the whole town.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: he was, like, coming to New York, and he went to NYU and stuff, but it's like, they're cool Asians. There's Asians with ash gray hair. Like, there's <laughs> Asians with, like, you know, who are preppy hippie blah blah blah, because he was literally the only person Mm -hmm. um and i was like that is a privilege that i had of like seeing so you know abg kind of girls i you know seeing like you know all of these type of um people or like style that i could like be inspired by like he didn't have that and that was like so eye-opening for me about even though of even though growing up in my means and like we're in this kind of You know, you were talking about, I'm, like, so in it. The Asian-American thing, I'm so in it. There's Mm -hmm. so many people where that's, like, totally new.
1: For sure. And they're like, I wish I had this. This is a whole new world. And that's funny what a complaint of mine can be, like, recognizing my own privilege. Because I think that is something, a path that I chose. And I think I learned that from being from the Bay, where I've, I recognize by traveling outside of it, and this is before I even moved to L.A., but recognizing, like, I have a lot of privilege being around a lot of very forward-thinking people. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's the pride that I think is very inherent in a lot of Bay Area people. Like, people from the Bay say, I'm from the Bay. Yeah. And they say it with a very, like, yeah, deep... It means a lot, you yeah. know? And I understand what that means, but having left it also, I carry it with me, but I also kind of see where it can be a little...
0: I don't hate
1: But, like, uh-huh. there's, there's a, little bit of, a little bit of arrogance, you know? Like, it's just... Yeah, it's like
0: the same thing with people from New York. Yeah. you know?
1: I'm like, have you ever stepped out? Like, mm-hmm. do you know what it's like to not be where you are? Mm-hmm. Like, you are privileged to be there. Like, d- do you recognize that? And I think it's a very different attitude when you recognize, like, I'm lucky to be around these people that are literally changing the way the entire world works right now. Yeah. And I didn't recognize that until older. I was older. You know, I took it very much for granted. I was yeah. like, these are people that are, like... I have friends that helped make Facebook yeah. and make, like, eBay yeah. and Google. And, like, that was normal to me. But when you recognize that and understanding, like, oh, I grew up around a lot of diversity. I got to see myself and I got to see a lot of other people. Not everyone has that. Yeah. Right? And I think I had this, like, inner social justice warrior from a very young age because I think that was the environment I grew up in. Everyone's kind of trying to think of like, what's the thing that's going to fix this problem that we have now? Mm. How can we help be more sustainable mm. for green energy? Yeah. How can we think about like the hippie movements from there, like the yeah, Black yeah, Panther yeah, movements yeah, totally, from there? Totally. So that vibe is very, very present and it's changed a lot now, ironically, because of tech, all this money that came in, I feel mm-hmm. like it's kind of lost that in my opinion. Yeah. Um, That soul is a little bit, but it I got, mean got I would it really say this
0: though like I when we did the uh screening of Bad Rap for um Cam and Bay mm-hmm. in the Bay that was my first time going to uh, SF. Uh-huh. Like that screening was definitely the most diverse and the most like engaging Love it. um screening that we've had. Yeah. Like and it was kind of everything that I heard about the Bay about uh like just people of color all interacting with each other like it was like in front of my eyes like it was just like oh shit like this is exactly how i envisioned the bay you know like, i love it yeah that mm-hmm. shit was dope because I'm really you, happy to hear that. even even though like in new york they say like oh it's like a melting pot it really isn't mm-hmm. you know because like if i go to you know like if i go to some place in brooklyn right now and then uh like an older black person um just like look at me to see hear the way i talk or whatever like they might scratch their head, be like, okay, like, okay, what's up with that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, even though, like, I, li- I grew up in Queens, which is only 20 minutes away from, like, that part of Brooklyn and bed or something, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, in the Bay, like, I see math Filipino homies, like, being, like, best friends with black people, mm-hmm. uh, black people being best friends with, like, like kind of like tan dark skinned koreans you know what i'm saying (laughs) like you know what i mean like Like, they're like yeah they're all like best friends they you know like yeah so i just i was like wow this is so much more harmonious than like the experience in new york because like in new york like all the asian kids go to specialized high schools oh you know what i mean like you know what i mean like so it's even though it's like consider the melting pot as really like a salad bowl you know what For i mean sure. like you know you, you put the dressing on the top we all become one <laughs> mm-hmm. but like yeah. there's a carrot and there's a tomato you know like yeah. we're not the same you know yeah whereas like the bay i just didn't really feel that as much you know
1: that's cool i, I mean i love the word harmony mm-hmm. I'm, re- I'm recognizing that about myself that that's actually something that's really important to me because i feel like there's a lot of conflict out there and this may be like growing up in a a dramatic Korean family. Yeah. Like, I really value when people can learn how to get along. And I don't mm. think it's impossible because we can all be very, very different but still, like, coexist and not be trying to, like, kill each other all the time. Or, like, and that's why I feel like that's what collaboration taught me, too, is because I had to be around a lot of different people, even in Asian America, that yeah. were very different than me, had a very different background, mm-hmm. had a very different idea of, like, what is the social justice goal Or did that even matter? Because, like, me being the San Francisco collaboration director was very different than L.A. Mm -hmm. So I actually had a lot of beef. Sorry, Christine. I love you. Mm -hmm. Um, But I had a lot of, like, judgment on, like, how collaboration L.A. was. Because I was like, y'all don't care about community. You guys look up. You guys care about looking good Mm and being popular. Yeah. It has nothing to do with, like, talking about Asian America. Because where's that conversation? It doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. You're just trying to be dope and, like, put on great shows, which is fun. But I had a lot of judgments, too. And then I had to, like, do the work and crow and learn, um, but the that's in the through entertainment. That's yeah. the humbling mm-hmm. part. And it's a learning process. It was mad uncomfortable because I was not ready to have my butt handed to me in such a way because I thought I knew everything, and I'm mm. like, well, like nah,
0: I agree with you. Like you we just had this, this conversation earlier today, like how I might not necessarily agree with everything Asian American or people that's donning the Asian American label right now. Yeah, like I wasn't like a huge fan of like. Uh, YouTube stars like a lot of them. I was like, mm, y'all kind of corny to me, <laughs> you know. Like, yeah. I wasn't like, I'm not a huge fan of certain moves that 88 Rising makes, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, nah, that kid can't get a pass for fucking calling himself Rich Sugar. Fuck out of here, mm-hmm. like, like that kid shouldn't have locks. What the fuck is wrong with these kids? You know what I'm saying? They don't know the culture behind this shit. Yeah. Um, but like now, I'm like, okay, it's it's growing pains. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, yeah, like we could all be different. But it's, we all need to, like, it's, it's really about taking a step forward mm-hmm. instead of, like, us bickering with each other about, like, your truth is the, your truth is incorrect. Like, For only sure. my truth is. It's, it's kind of like almost having, like, having different, like, um, yeah, like, it's like in a, in, a, in a kung fu flick, you know what I mean? My man is rocking, like, a warrior shirt. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like saying, yo, my clan has the best style. It's like, nah, like, yo, it's all Kung Fu, man. Like, let's (laughs) let's harmoniously take it to the next step, you know what I'm saying? Instead of trying to kill each other. Yeah. And then, you know, once it becomes, like, commercialized and everybody start making money together, like, yeah, maybe I might stab you in the back on the low. But, like, until (laughs) do Don't do that, you guys. Until then, until then, you know, let's, like, harmoniously try to get to the point where we could all eat, you know what
1: I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But that's interesting. I love—I personally love that you are willing—that's why I really appreciate your guys' podcast, because I feel like there's a voice out there that is speaking of— Of topics that only gets kind of like scratched the surface if that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because we're afraid to talk about like true opinions. Yeah. Like I didn't think that film was good. You know, because it's been so few and far between. Right. Up until now, it's been like, I can't do anything but support you mm because I'm like, it's so fragile right now. Yeah.
0: Like for instance, like I didn't personally like Crazy Rich Asians. Like I love Nora. I thought her part was dope. But like I personally didn't enjoy the film. Mm -hmm. But like, do I appreciate it for what it is? Yeah, Yeah, I appreciate Mm -hmm. it for what it is and the cultural impact that it had. But, Mm -hmm. like, I don't necessarily have to say, like, yo, I fucking loved it, Yeah, even though I didn't. Yeah, You know what I mean? But I appreciate it for what it is, and I still went to spend money to watch it Yeah, because I understood what the bigger picture was. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I I don't, you know, not, like, I'm not trying to argue, like, oh, just because we Asian, like, we all got a band with each other, like, that's not the argument that I'm making, yeah. but the argument that I'm the, the the point I'm trying to make is, you know, there's no reason to bicker. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah,
2: it's like rising tide raise all boats. Like yeah. we talk about this a lot. Yeah, of like yeah. everyone can you know rise together, right? Um, it, but you know it's still like if we're a family, then we're gonna disagree and we're gonna have different viewpoints. But that is what a vibrant you know community looks like. Right, right, right. A community shouldn't be all the same and exactly. have it doesn't have to agree yeah, on everything. Exactly. Too. Absolutely. I mean, I learned that
1: in my family really <laughs> yeah. quickly. Yeah, and to, and as a grown woman now, I look back on like all of the contrary, like adversarial conversations I had even with my father and my brother and whatever and that was very hard and scarred me or whatever and made me make some bad choices as an immature young person but at the same time those are the things that help clarify like what is my stance on this what do I believe Mm -hmm. and to and that changes too right like definitely understanding like just saying no or saying like ah it's not I'm not about that not taking that so personally because I think there's a lot of that in Asian America it's like you say you don't like crazy rich Asians someone takes personal offense to that yeah you know what I mean? Because they liked it. And you saying you didn't like it, it mm-hmm. means they're going to put all this projection of like, you're not down for the community. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Some, some like, people no, might say, be. like, yo,
0: Bad Rab was, cra- was trash. Like, 699, yo, J.K., I don't like the way he talks. JoJo, I don't like the way you look. You know, like, people could say shit about that. <laughs> but, like,
2: fake news. Yo, it is,
0: it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. everybody's going to have different opinions. Like, Like, I can't please everybody, mm-hmm. you know? But. It's you just gotta keep going, right? Yeah. That's that's essentially what it is. Like, so on that note, like, yeah, I personally didn't like the movie, but that doesn't necessarily mean that my opinion is like the end all be all. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Like some people like Warriors, the the new series that's on right now. Some people thought Badlands was good, but some people thought that shit was trash, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like so Mm -hmm. it's it's you can't please everybody. For sure. You know?
1: And I think it's good to like keep in mind. That moving forward, because everybody's going to be really trying to to cater to an audience, but also to just try to be authentic. That same word keeps coming up again. And I think it's been a generation of like different types of assimilation and trying to survive and trying to like feel like you belong somewhere. And now with Asian America, it's kind of like there's a little bit of a liberation happening right now where you can just be yourself. You can like different things. You can like a different brand. Like my thing in eighth grade was like everyone had to wear Nautica and polo sport, period. Mm-hmm. Or you, who are who even are you? Like yeah. why are you trying to be here? Yeah. And that's like the eighth grade mentality. I was like, let's grow out of that. Not yeah. everyone has to be homogenous. Yeah. Like it's okay to be unique and it doesn't mean you're lesser than or you're better than. It's just you're different. Yeah. And um, yeah, on that note, yeah.
0: you know, 699, like Jojo and I are vastly <laughs> different. if we you are. haven't noticed. Yeah. But, you know, we created this harmonious situation. Yeah, for sure. Know? Mostly so,
2: because of my hard work
0: and No, it's really because um, but of like, We'll talk about that later. Yeah, <laughs> Actually, real quick. Yeah.
1: Before we, before we, I could talk with you guys forever, but I'm just really curious, like what was the birth of 699? Because I love the name and everything like that. And I just want to plug your guys' podcast. I want everyone else to listen to you.
2: World. Yeah, for sure. So um, we, I think we mentioned before earlier that like, we were kind of like in the same circle, but like separately. And um, our kind of tying knot was Julie Young. She's a founder of the Dreammaker Foundation. Um, she J.K. approached her um, through the lens of Korean American story, because at that time they were funding a lot of cool projects and J.K. wanted to do a podcast. And Julie um, thought it was an opportunity to be like, hey, that's really cool. Um, Would you be willing to do non-Korean people, interview non-Korean subjects or guests? And he was like, yeah, I'd be down. And he's like, okay, like, then I let's guess. make it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, let, Let's make it into a, like a Dream Maker podcast. And um, she brought in me. Uh, I've moderated a panel with Jakey and Salima as guests before. Mm-hmm. And I think she really did see that like male-female perspective, East Coast, West Coast perspective. Mm-hmm. It's, it's good to have a fruitful conversation. So that's how we came together. And it's just like crazy that we're... That that was a whole concept. And like now we're here and we're doing collaborations with um, other podcasts, because I remember uh, we came up with the name and everything and we were rolling and we did the first recording and I was like, I can't do this. I'm <laughs> like, I think I'm going to do like five of these and just stop. Because it was so difficult for me to like work with another personality and like work with someone else.
1: Like with this personality, (laughs) 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 with with
2: all of this, but it made me a stronger person. No, but it really was like doing, I kind of got into my LA mode of just like, I just want to be comfortable. Like, why am I forcing myself to be in this like uncomfortable situation with people who are so different? Um, And I think I kind of long for that place. But, Mm -hmm. you know, in retrospect, I'm really happy that we did this podcast mm. and you know the name six ninety nine per pound is an homage to just like the New York City hot food deli a buffet culture a lot of and that's something that might be kind of foreign to West Coasters like I didn't know that but you go to a lot of delis with these hot food buffets and it's run by Korean Americans and here you can find Indian food spaghetti mm-hmm. like Korean food there's mm-hmm. like kaibe randomly on like special days and you're like how did all of this get here and it just reflects their Customers who are of every race and every socioeconomic background, and it's like being owned and operated by Korean Americans. And we wanted our podcast to be about that of like the intersectionality, different people, different backgrounds, um, doing different things. And when I first started this podcast, I really thought about my little cousins who like all live in L.A. in the suburbs, and how um, I wanted them. To listen to the stories of people who look like them that mm-hmm. were doing things differently, like you know, you don't have to go to an amazing school and just become like a doctor, or lawyer, or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. that's very Korean, like the ha. You know, ha <laughs> <laughs> komza. Uh, you know, there you like, go. 변호사. Yeah. Um, you can be an artist. You could be a uh, actor. You could be a chef. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you are living in the burbs, like how many people do you know that's a chef? That's like. Yeah, you know going outside American, the box yeah. going outside the box exactly the yeah so giving them access to these people in this way mm-hmm. was something that motivated me to go past five episodes so here
0: we yeah, go. One uh, or
2: over,
0: Yeah, yeah, nah, for it. real. Like I think um she basically uh skewed the information a little bit. Um I think I gotta you gotta hear both sides, you know. You gotta hear both sides of the story to have a fair assessment. Right. You okay. know what I mean? Cool. The the Fox News over here, you know. What I'm
2: mean? not like, Fox News. I am so offended right now. Okay. Like literally offended.
0: Okay. Um how nah dare you? so how dare you. So, you know, I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to like. So after Bad Rap was done, like I was like, okay, I want to start another project. Everyone
2: I drink just, a like, shot every time Jakey says bad, bad Rap. Yeah, <laughs> I know.
0: I gotta keep saying it, man, because we have like so a few. Bad, we, we, like, we have so like a few I years a left on on streaming. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah. So when we, I was like, I want to start. I wanted to start a podcast, and then um, JoJo, I've seen her actually at like four Bad Rap screenings. Like, she literally pulled up a lot before she found out how, you know, how much of an asshole I am. She was really nice to me.
2: Mm. And I'm then, still uh, nice to you.
0: Nah, sometimes. She's like, despite. Uh, I am sen- real. <laughs> and Julie, Julie was also a I very strong uh, supporter of our film. Like, she she was, like, in, like, 10. She came to, like, 10 different screenings. Um, So, we had that relationship settle over there right? i was really
2: salima's number one fan no nah, nah, like yeah yo, yo, like, wouldn't
0: you agree now nah, yo, she wasn't a fan of me i, I knew that but like w- wouldn't you agree like that was true right? yeah what? like about I like y'all, y'all came through like <laughs> mad different screenings <laughs> yeah showed christina the screening
2: the hunter yeah, college yeah, yeah, yeah. like
0: even after that like Thanks. it was a lot of different situations so like and then um I wanted to start this thing, and then um, like I was, I wanted to call it Hot Food Deli because I used to work at a hot food deli. Like mm-hmm. it was like a, a type of uh, establishment that JoJo described. I literally was a cashier over there. I made I made pizza. I made like sushi, whatever. So I was like, all right, cool. Like I want to talk about different occupations because I'm an inquisitive, nosy dude. You know what I mean? I want to know how much an MTA worker makes. You know what I mean? Young glass door over here. Like I just want to know everything. Mm-hmm. And um, when I approached them with its name, JoJo and Julie hated the name. They was like, that shit sounds disgusting.
2: I was like, I don't want to write a professional email being like, Hello, my name is Joanne Park. I have a podcast called Hot Food Deli. Would you like to collaborate with us? I, mean, with, I was to like, this, that sounds stupid. To, to, this
0: day, to this day, I still don't understand what's wrong with Hot Food Deli. But they hated the name. So we went through multiple different variations and 6 came out. Yes. You know that, that that was, and you know I would like to say this though, mm. I can't take credit for this. Po- Jojo and I shouldn't take credit for this podcast to be, uh, just continuously um, ongoing. It really, it's really the hard work of our uh, sound engineer Marcus, mm-hmm. uh, Marcus Ham, aka like Epic Sears. Pleasure. He's a professional sound engineer, music producer, and all that. And because of him, like, we could just record and not worry about editing and not mm-hmm. worry about making sure this shit sounds crystal clear mm-hmm. with all the right sound effects. Yeah. You know what I mean? i, and, I
1: super. I love your sound effects. Like, oh, and yeah. An inspiration. Yeah. And, and
0: also, i like to say, uh, give a shout out to uh, our uh, producer, yes. Michael Kent Stewart. So, he's a young lad, you know what I mean? Coming straight out of Seattle. like. You know, my man, like JoJo, Ivy League. like my, like my, like my man, like JoJo, was like, oh, JK, I really love you, and then like I was like, word, yo, man, I banged you. What are you, you talking you about? You is, this <laughs> like, is this me? It's like,
2: do you have amnesia? It's like I bangs with you. I bangs like you. Sequence. And
0: then like I was like, yo, you want to come in, um, check out this podcast? And he was like, yeah, 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 I'll be down. And then I was like, yo, you want to um, produce this shit? And it's like, yeah, 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 I'm down. And then lo and behold yo my man is like a righteous producer like he, mm-hmm. he's on his emails top of it he has like all these business strategies that he's like brewing in his head and you know like he's like yo we gotta like stick to the schedule so as a result Jojo yeah. stops crying you know cause like before she why was like was I, crying? I don't know why I, I, can't, I don't know if we could finish this I hate this feeling and then she started crying and I'm like why am I crying, stop crying. I've never stop cried crying about this about, like, you know what I mean we literally had a heart to heart and then she cried and I was like fuck (laughs) you know what I mean but, um, it was yeah. him yelling then you grew me. as a person yeah, yeah I developed as an individual there you, know? you I was there already go. I was already at the peak of my perfection but I went to another but level you went
1: to another you know? level yeah because mm. that's that's so, what happens with you
0: and that's that's, cry, that's pretty like much we. what happened yeah. you know you're I mean, like, so I, I wanted to make sure the audience gets both sides you know
1: yeah, yeah. shout yeah. some Marcus we'll and let them Michael. decide what the truth and is. you guys can listen to the podcast yeah um, respect because I mean this podcast was birthed out of Marvin so I always give him a shout out in every episode because Marvin from Collabcast who sat down Jakey and Salim and me, he's the one that like pushed me saying, like, you have a lot of thoughts, you have a lot of things yeah. to say. I don't know if that was shade or like encouragement. <laughs> it's probably both. Mm-hmm. Um But, yeah, it takes people to, like, work with you and, like, push you and come at it from a different perspective and bring their talent. And keep you passionate. And keep you passionate because you guys have had some really, really good discussions. I really hope everyone checks this uh, podcast out because I just wanted to let you know the reason why I knew about your podcast was from someone in Atlanta. So I went to Atlanta last September, October, and I spent some time. I spent, like, two weeks plus there, and uh, they had the Empower Conference in Atlanta I love the Atlanta team for collaboration they took on the conference that was LA they made an Atlanta version Mm -hmm. they like brought in their local talent it was amazing and then one of the guys that we met through uh, do you know Jules anybody know Jules he's a producer he's a rapper Um, he's married to Jennifer Chung Oh. um who's a uh, og youtuber oh my god she, i loved her her voice is amazing <sighs> she's from the bay nice but they live in atlanta now mm-hmm. so we're at their house having like a party oh my god and awesome. their friend who's like this really cool guy and he was just like chatting chatting me up and i told him i was a podcaster he's like you need to listen to 699 <gasps> really and and what I was like, his name i can't remember oh right now no, i'm actually yeah. the worst i'm yeah. just like this is a reflection on how bad of a person i am with <laughs> names um I will remember and I'll plug it later. Yes. I'll literally go ask Jen. Whoever you
0: are, you know what you're talking about. Yes. Yes. We
1: appreciate you. uh, Yeah,
0: So clap it up for yourself. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's important. So I feel like these conversations, like you guys are reaching different corners and like I'm always shocked by like checking out my my data and being like what like yeah. someone from Indonesia is listening to this no, like for sure. it's crazy right like to to think that well,
0: we got to check our data yo like, mm-hmm. yeah. anybody from Indonesia listening do. to our shit?
1: that's why I need to hire other people to help me with that <laughs> I don't I don't look enough and I don't do it's probably stuff that Michael does mm-hmm. but in any case um, oh this was so great like I seriously could talk with you guys forever but um, where can people go to your podcast like where do you guys have like a hashtag uh, Instagram anything mm. you want to plug
0: so it's literally six numerical number six <laughs> six nine nine per pound. P-E-R-P-O-U-N-D. Good job. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, my spelling is flawless. Righteous. <laughs> um so yeah, we're on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Anchor Whatever platform that you use to listen to podcasts, we're on there. If you can't find us, that means there's something wrong with whatever you're looking for. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Work on your search so, yeah, game. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Just make sure your search game is righteous. But yeah, we're all, all we're all over the place. If you follow us on Instagram, six ninety nine per pound. Um, you know, you get all the intel, like all the latest information about us, and then um, individually. Jojo's really trying to push her gram. Is Jojo <laughs> Am I? Parquet Yeah, Jojo. J-O, figure out the rest. P
2: a r k e. Um, and uh, Jay Jay is Key, You Jay. know, it's just my
0: government. J a e k i c h o. Yes it's such an amazing name um <laughs> you S-C-O can't miss optimized. it you know so mm. that's that's pretty much it and i once again i like to shout out to all the guests that have uh um taken their time out to be on our podcast we're about like 19 episodes deep right now yes. we're about to be 20 episodes 14
2: deep. more than i thought i was gonna last yeah for sure yeah for
0: sure yeah finding your stride yes. yeah and on um i just like to like i said like i really need to a uh, shout out to our team you know michael kent stewart really being on top of everything i know yes. I always like bust his balls but uh he's he's he's, uh, he's on point so you know and love. also my my big bro you know marcus for always making our sound fucking amazing and mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know i'm just afraid that someday like another bigger podcast is gonna come through and trying to take my team away
2: i try to build yeah, that yeah, empire yeah, so they, I mean? they, they can't steal yeah, yeah. so I, m-
0: I make sure and make also sure. to
2: julie who you know brought this motley crew together and continues to bring us amazing guests in through her amazing connections and just being an overall supporter of our podcast
0: yeah, yeah yeah so that's pretty much it man but yo 6.99 per pound podcast you know it's yeah. on on on
1: well thank you guys yeah. for being a guest on uh, first of all first this of is all... like almost i'm almost at episode 70 oh. so i don't know how i got wow. here that's wow. i uh, got a lot of reflecting Damn, yo, And to do. I was
0: like. Pff- my puny numbers like episodes 20
1: no it is no, no i'm not look trying at to at it like I, I it's crazy because the first like you're totally right about the beginning being the hardest it's yeah. like you're either gonna commit and go or like you could make five and then disappear and that's mm-hmm. a that's a lot of people yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm, so i'll true. say that from the la world there's a lot of people who start and don't finish mm-hmm. and there's a lot of people who will like do something I got, I got and so not many friends
0: that have like amazing ideas mm-hmm. they're like early adopters they fucking started off before everybody does and you know it's kind of like taking a shit you yeah. know if you're gonna like oh take God. a shit yo wipe your asshole before you dip you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> you know Is what i'm that saying the profound? Or flush it you <laughs> oh know what mean? make sure it reaches the final destination yeah you true. know that's kind of what i'm saying you know it's like otherwise you're just like a wild dog that hasn't been <laughs> trained properly you know
1: that's the using <laughs> are, <laughs> like, are we going to end like,
2: on this really? <laughs>
0: mm, so on then, well, no. there's
2: a there's a okay, I'm going to make it more wholesome. So, in Korea there's a term called Yongdusami.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's like it's it's like a I forget, but in the it, it compares an animal where it's like there's a dragon head, but there's like a really wimpy like body basically. So, it's people who start so strong like a furious warrior like a dragon and they just kind of like trail off and mm. they don't finish. Um, but that's kind of like how I see it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, people who kind of start but don't finish in terms but yeah. you know there are a lot of VPs out there who made their whole career out of that and yeah. making other people do their stuff So yeah, they're
0: basically like dudes who mm-hmm. have sex that could never finish you know
2: can you I l- <laughs> tried to bring it back
1: This is like you made balance. it bad again this, this is like a you dose what of what like what it is on 699 make sure anyway, your partner yes. comes before you
0: finish you this know what is what the
1: toilet and sex metaphor and then the the, the mythical <laughs> creature of our ancestors mm-hmm. metaphor mm-hmm. all in one mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen well, I, I just appreciate you guys so much. And uh, good luck with everything. I'm definitely keep listening. I'm already subscribed. Um, and if you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe. Leave a five-star review because it, it helps. Every little bit helps. Mm-hmm. Uh, share with a friend. Because um, I really want to expand on this conversation, and it's going to keep evolving. So I'm excited for that. And, yeah, come out to the East Coast. I'm in New York right now, and I'm just happy as a little clam. Mm-hmm. I'm tired, but... I'm plugging it in Yes Like already Right off the bat With this Mm. podcast Yay Mm. And uh, you can find First of all On Google Play Stitcher Radio Public Spotify Apple Podcasts And everywhere else You find podcasts And shout out To my Patreon patrons Because you guys Keep the microphone on Mm -hmm. And my Wi-Fi on And everything Um, So if you'd like To become a supporter Please go to Patreon.com Slash first of all podcast You can follow me On Instagram At minjeezy M-I-N-J-E-E-Z-Y And yeah Shout out to Marvin Who's also in New York Right now Fluttering off somewhere, not here because we have Marcus <laughs> handling it. Um, and so, thank you, Marcus, for for this episode. You're a gem. Mm. I learned so much about you. And shout out to Aquafina. Thank you for use of her song "Yellow Ranger" for the intro outro. Mm,
0: shout out to Aki. We love
1: Aquafina and our um,
0: alum representing Forest Hills
1: for sure. And uh, love to the Potluck Podcast Collective, which is a collective of Asian American storytellers. All right. Have a great week, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. I got this all up on my LinkedIn. Proficient and spitting, turning red when I'm drinking. Emancipating pussy like I was a blanket. Squirting out that Kool-Aid to lie to ratchet sick
2: it.